6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Things are changing across the country very quickly in different provinces when it comes to dealing with the Omicron variant in Ontario, B.C. New restrictions being put in place today. Still lots of questions as well about travel and of course we're heading into the busiest time of year for travel and after two years of really staying put for most folks many have plans to head south or even across Canada to see family but with the return of the federal government's advisory to avoid all non-essential travel and the rising COVID case counts uh, here at home and around the country and around the world. It has many of you wondering if you should keep your travel plans or what happens if something changes while away. Over the past number of days, a lot of you have been asking me about that. What happens? What about insurance? Well, you know what? That's where we're going to start this afternoon. Get some answers from Claire Newell, who's the president and CEO of Travel Best Bets. Claire, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much, Jaylen. It's nice to be back. Claire, are people canceling? Are people canceling their trips? What are you seeing? Well, it's interesting because on Tuesday when the announcement first came out, uh, our agents had to really work uh, double time to run lists of reports of people who were leaving in the next four weeks Mm. because what we know is that um, this will be in place, this advisory to avoid non-essential travel outside of Canada from December 15th through until the middle of January. So For many people, they may not have been aware. So it was our uh, responsibility to call each of our clients, advise them of of this new advisory, Mm. and ask them what they wanted to do. And there were hundreds of people, and surprisingly, not that many (laughs) cancellations. So for the people who were deciding to go, we then had to drill a little deeper with their travel insurance because... For many of them, they may have just chosen to get just emergency medical travel. Mm -hmm. So just in case something happens while they're away, that doesn't protect them for COVID-19 in some cases. So we had to top it up for them to make sure now that this is what they're calling a level three advisory. Uh, We need to to make sure that they were covered because the last thing we want is for our clients to go on their vacation and contract COVID-19 and then be stuck with the expenses of staying for 10, 12, 14 days until they test negative and get back on a plane. So, because that's the reality. It's been the reality all along. Yeah. But with Omicron, the, what we, you know, we don't know much about it, but what we do know is that it is really transmissible. So, you know, it's not my, I feel like it's not my place to tell people to, to cancel, to change their dates, or to just go ahead. But what my advice um, is is to let them know of all of the facts and the details. So this advisory is in place. We know it's going to be in place until the middle of January. We don't know whether it's going to be extended. And for those people who have, are choosing to kind of just dig their heels in and go on their trip, mm-hmm. I really want to make sure that they take the precautions that are necessary to keep them safe and not get COVID when they're away. You know, people get a little loosey-goosey when they go on vacation (laughs) and maybe might not wear their masks in public places like they should be, socially distanced, wash their hands as often as possible. I mean, I'm talking taking sanitizing wipes and sanitizing gel and put it in your beach bag if that's the case, if you're you're going. The other thing is, is to double check 
the terms and conditions of your travel insurance. Nobody likes to do that either, but that is the reality in, in this situation. Uh, travel insurance can protect you, but you just have to make sure you've got the right policy in place. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, Claire, because I think, you know, there, there, there are policies out there that specifically cover COVID in case you get it and quarantine and costs and coming back, that sort of stuff. But you have to know about it and you have to make sure you have the right stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, you, I just, I, I'm not opposed to people going. Um, I'm not sure that the government would like me saying that. <laughs> but um, what I am opposed to is people not protecting themselves yeah. properly, um, because that is the reality. And because of the, the level three advisory. Now we've lived with this for a really long time. In fact, we've had the avoid non-essential uh-huh. travel outside of Canada in place from March 13th of 2020 right through until the tail end of this April. Yeah. It was only lifted for less than two months uh-huh. and then it was put back in place. So people had been traveling for business, some for pleasure, um, some because they had not seen friends and family. So this is a personal decision. If you decide to travel, uh, just protect yourself. Claire, uh, one of the things, and I think some of the biggest concerns, um, you know, on top of the COVID side of it is that that things can change very, very quickly. Um, Additional measures can come in at any time from the federal government uh, that could impact flights, that sort of thing. Um, What do people need to know on that front? Well, that is such a good point. Uh, Like you say, things change so quickly. Uh, Yesterday, you could still drive across the U.S. border and stay there for up to 72 hours and not have to be tested in either direction. Not the case anymore. As of this coming Tuesday, that's gone. Regardless if you're going across the line to fill up with gas or for a very short trip, you now need to have a molecular test coming back into Canada. So that's either a PCR or an RT lamp. Those are the most common. Um, so things can change quickly. And if you're in destination, one of the things people sometimes do is kind of check out and they, they don't stay up to date on what's happening. You can't do that on this trip if you are choosing to go because things could change. It may affect what you need to do coming back into Canada. So at the moment, nothing has, has changed as far as testing. Uh, coming back into Canada, and you, of course, need to show proof of vaccine, you have to fill out the Arrive Can app, and you need to have a molecular test done within 72 hours of your flight back to Canada. And anyone from anywhere other than the United States will have a second test, not at their expense, though, at the government's expense, when they land in Canada, and they will have to self-isolate until they get a negative uh-huh. test result of that. So that's taking between 24 and 48 hours, typically, to come back. At this stage of the game, that is what is required, Um, but it could change, as you mentioned. Yeah, and we talk about that change. Claire, is there insurance out there that has uh, anything in it that would protect a traveler in case of an upgraded travel warning? It's right now non-essential, you know, know, don't travel for non-essential reasons, but if that changes, is there insurance that would cover that if if it's saying, okay, you know what, there's there's now a ban on and, and, and you need to figure out how to come home? So that's a that's a good point. So there has never been a travel ban, um, the level four advisory, other than for cruising, mm-hmm. and that level four advisory is still in place. However, um, ships are coming back into Canada. They could have come 
as early as November but of this year, but they're not coming back again until uh, early in 2021. Um, and I do expect that they will lift that level four advisory um, because the ships are coming back into Canadian water. But we haven't seen it for travel, even early on in the stages of the pandemic. And um, when the, the, that uh, first advisory came into play, travel insurance companies actually couldn't um, sell protection to, to travelers if that level three advisory was in place. But that changed with almost all of the Canadian travel insurance companies kind of summer of 2020, June and July, the first company started coming out because there were people who wanted to travel for essential reasons and they didn't want to do it without having insurance protection. And so uh, if something happens while you're away and, you know, uh, if it ever did go to a, a different level, yeah. It's highly unlikely. You are protected because you purchased mm. your protection before you left. Okay. One more question for you. If, you know, as things uh, continue to unfold here over the coming week, maybe you have uh, travel plans, you know, just after Christmas, maybe it's next week, whatever it is, and you decide to cancel, uh, how likely are you to get money back? Well, uh, the entire pandemic, I've been advising people to make sure that they look at the terms and conditions of <laughs> whatever type of travel service that they're offering. And so in many cases, the Canadian airlines and the Canadian tour operators, those are the companies like Sunwing, uh, Air Tra or Transat Holidays, as well as Air Canada Vacations and WestJet Vacations. Those companies do have very good uh, terms and conditions that are flexible for this type of situation. The problem is, is it's really tough to get through to those yes. companies at this time. So if you're thinking about it, make sure you do that as soon as possible. If you've worked with a travel agent, call the travel agent because they, of course, will do this on your behalf. It's why so many people are going back. If they haven't even <laughs> used a travel agent for 15 or 20 years, they're going back to using one for this very reason. Navigating it all is pretty tough. Um, but... Every single booking is so different, Jaylin. Uh, you know, if you've booked your air, depending on the, the carrier, uh, mm -hmm. you may have booked accommodation through like a VRBO yep. or t with the hotel directly. So again, going back to the supplier that you booked it with and looking at those terms and conditions. But I can tell you this. The earlier you decide to cancel, the more likelihood that you will get more money back. Because typically, as you get closer to your departure, there's a larger percentage that becomes non-refundable. Ah, okay. Great advice, as always, Claire. Um, that means everyone is now pulling out their terms and conditions of everything that they've <laughs> bought to travel, which and they haven't looked at uh, to go over with a fine-tooth comb. Great advice, as usual. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, happy holidays.